Hey, you're listening to the podcast for Mid-City Vineyard Church. Mid-City Vineyard is located in the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana on Canal Street. You can check us out on Facebook at Mid-City Vineyard Church. Also on Instagram at Mid-City Vineyard. This week, in light of the election, uh, we decided that we would take our evening of worship to actually reflect together and to really see what kinds of things the Holy Spirit might be speaking to us, both personally and corporately, as a community of faith. So for about seven or eight minutes this week, we did talk about empires. We talked about where our true hope lies in the risen Christ versus our political affiliation. So thanks for checking us out. I encourage you to actually participate in the exercises. We've included it in the podcast, and uh, we hope you enjoy. As I mentioned to you, this week, uh, I I stayed up until 2 o'clock on Tuesday, 2 o'clock Tuesday morning, waiting to see who won, or maybe it was 1.45. All I know is that I stayed up, I stayed up, I stayed up, and I couldn't stay up any longer. Like, I kept kept falling asleep, and by the time I went to sleep, it looked like Donald Trump was going to win, but at the same time, they still had a couple of the, the, like, two or three of the larger... uh, uh, states that still had to, to come in from the West Coast, and so I just wasn't really sure, but I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore, so I had to go to sleep. So I go to sleep, and at 2.30, uh, someone, uh, one of the kids was getting in our bed. That's usually the time that the, the dog is resituating, uh, and the second or third kid is finally entering our bed. And uh, and I wake up, and I roll over, and my phone is right next to my, my, my nightstand, and I pick up the phone, and I, I open up Facebook <laughs> at 2.30 in the morning, and it interrupts my peaceful sleep, and I open up Facebook, and oh, dear God, it's like the results were in by now, and already uh, Facebook is lighting up oh, well, on both sides. I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's going both ways. And so all day Wednesday, uh, I found myself, and you might have too, I, I, I don't know how, how the circles you run are, at, but here are the, how my circles were running. Uh, I found myself engaging in conversation after conversation after conversation with people who uh, felt on both sides of the spectrum. I mean, some who were just beside themselves excited, uh, and others who were beside themselves devastated. Uh, I have I have a couple of friends who are uh, 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 lesbians, uh, transgender friends, and so uh, I spend some time talking to them. Uh, I, I have a number of African American uh, uh, neighbors, and so I spend a good deal of time talking to them. Uh, I spend some time talking to Esperanza, to the social worker, because over at Esperanza, you might not know this, but Esperanza is seventy percent Hispanic. And of that 70%, uh, I think it's around half of those students are undocumented, like their parents are undocumented. And so like, there's, there's, a, like, there's, a, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of fear uh, for many people. And then for other people, there's a ton of excitement. And so I, I, I think I get it. But I, I just want to say to you tonight, and I, don't, I decided I'm not going to actually preach a message. I'm just going to say these couple of words, and then we're going to reflect uh, with one another, because here's the deal. Uh, 
And this, this is, might be the most important thing uh, for us to all remember. We are the church. And empires cannot save. Empires cannot save. Empires have never saved people. And empires will never save people. Empires are strong nations. Okay? And we live, we live in the strongest, currently, the strongest nation in the world. I don't know if that's going to last. Um, history shows that within 200 years, America will, 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 will not be an empire anymore, or it will not be of the type of empire it is. Most empires last anywhere from, from two to 400 years. So, I, you know, America's 200 years old, so America's, <laughs> it's, it, it's at middle age anyway. It, it just is. And, and that, I mean, history just shows that. that. I mean, Rome thought they'd be, <laughs> they thought they'd rule the world forever. And now Rome's just a city in Italy. I mean, you know, you're just kind of like, hey, let's go, let's go to Rome. And you don't, you don't think about what Rome is or was. But empires are never going to save the world. Clinton would not have saved the world. And Trump will not save the world. Clinton would not have saved America, and Trump won't save America. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Just, and I, my encouragement here is, is just read, read, read through the history books. That's just, it is what it is. But there's, there's good news here, because I don't really think that God is concerned whether or not Clinton or Trump could save the world or could save America, because God's already in the process of saving the world, and he's doing it through... Jesus. And he's doing it through his church. So I have a friend who pastors a church in Massachusetts. And we have this thread, vineyard, uh, we have uh, this vineyard pastor thread on Facebook. And a guy wrote on Thursday morning, he says, what are you guys doing in your churches this weekend? Now the churches range everywhere from churches of 12 people to churches like us of 30 or 40 people to churches of, of two, 3,000 people. What are you people teaching in your churches this weekend? A friend of mine in Massachusetts wrote, my entire church is completely devastated. I have no idea how I'm going to lead them through this. Another friend in Texas, my entire church is completely ecstatic. They want to throw a party. I don't know how I'm going to lead them through this. Now, this right here should tell us <laughs> that Christians are all over the map when it comes to this stuff. And on the one hand, I say, okay. And on the other hand, I say, listen, again, God is not using political parties to save the world. I want you to think back to the New Testament when Jesus started walking the planet. There were the Pharisees, there were the Sadducees, there were the Essenes, there were the Zealots. And if you think in modern day terms, I want you to think of these sects. These, these sects of people, the Sadducees, think of these guys, literally, you could, you could do this. Think of these guys as, as the, uh, uh, think of these guys as the Democrats, and think of the Pharisees, think of the Pharisees as the Republicans, and you could think of the Essenes, this was, a, this was another group, as the Libertarians, and you could think of the Zealots, 
as the Green Party. You really could because all of these groups were trying to save their nation and the world through their group. Listen, this is so important. <laughs> they were trying to save the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, and they were trying to save the world through their group. And when Jesus came and he said, oh, I'm not of the Pharisees, and I'm not of the Sadducees, and I'm not of the Essenes, and I'm not of the Zealots, but oh, you have a little bit of something good, but I'm of a different world, I'm of the kingdom of God, and I want you to follow me. Repent. Whatever you think you have in this, this pharisaical understanding, there's parts of it that are absolutely wrong. Repent and follow me. And you Sadducees, same thing. And you, you Zealots, same thing. The parts, like the Zealots were an ex extremely violent group. And so Jesus was like, repent. Stop, stop all that craziness and just follow me. I'm, I'm, my way is peace and mercy and grace. And Jesus would say, and I, I feel very strongly about this, but he would say the same thing today. He would say, listen, I'm not of the Democrat Party. So repent. The part You can be a Democrat, that's great. But of the parts of the Democratic Party that, that don't represent the kingdom, repent and turn away from it and come and follow me because that's not how I'm saving the world. And the Republican Party, same thing. I'm not a Republican. So repent of the things that don't line up and come and follow me because I'm not saving the world that way. I'm not redeeming the world that way. I'm not reconciling the world that way. You, church, are of a different kingdom. Citizens, Peter says, of heaven. And what that means, it doesn't mean like you're like you've floated down here from like some woo heavenly space and like you're just kind of like a ghost floating around. You're woo, you'll go back. No, what it means is that you're not part of this system of operating. Because all the systems, Republican, Democrat, democracy, capitalism, uh, socialism, uh, uh, communism, all those systems are systems of the world. Systems of the world, all of them, are ruled over by the kingdom of darkness. There isn't, there, none of them, none of these systems are Christians. God's kingdom is Christian. It's Christ-like. So that's where we put our hope. That's where we put our hope. And since that's where we put our hope, now let's treat each other with respect. And let's treat everybody with respect. I get it if we like cut it out if we can't do that, okay? Like just we as the church, the the world must see what does Christ really look like. What does Christ really look like? And so we respond in mercy and kindness and beauty. Jesus says, "Follow me." So let's do that. Let's follow him. So take your card. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to teach, but that, that was kind of teachy. But I, I think it's okay. So take your card. Here's what we're going to do. We're, now we, we're, we're going to press in here to reflect. And I, I, want, I want to see what the Spirit of God is going to speak and say to you. You're not going to share this with anyone. This, this exercise, this is for you. But you take your pen and you have your index card. And I'm going to ask seven questions. After each question, I... Um, I want you to jot down your answer, and when you're done jotting down your answer, maybe you could just look back up at me so I, I know uh, if we can move on to our next question. But these are, these are reflective style questions. And I think it's a good, good, good week for this. And I want you to know that twice a year, 
on Saturday nights at our gathering, this is what we're going to do. Because I, I think quite, at least twice a year we need to. But I personally think that the Holy Spirit speaks to all of us. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak. Lord, you know in this room, you know every heart, you know every struggle. Lord, I am confident. I'm not confident of a lot of things, but I'm confident that you are deeply passionate and loving towards every person in this room and on the planet for that matter. So we ask, Spirit of God, that you would settle our souls, that you would breathe life, open our hearts to you. So on your card, my first question is, I'd like for you to reflect over the last seven days. Reflect over the last seven days and what have been your dominant thoughts? Last seven days, what have been your dominant thoughts? Just jot those down. Just kind of look up at me, give me the... Alright. Okay, over the last seven days, number two. What have been your dominant feelings? What have been your dominant feelings over the last seven days?
Number three, and remember, nobody else, else is going to read this. What have been your primary desires? What have been your primary desires for the last seven days? Number four, there's six questions, just so you know where we are in the process. Number four, uh, what has your body felt like? What has your body felt like? Tired, sore, energized, what, what has your body felt like? Now, for the fifth question, what I'd like for you to do is and give, give yourself a minute to, to process this one. But looking at all of your answers, in one sentence, where are you? Where are you? Just kind of looking over these answers, and it's, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a life map. This is where I find myself right now. So where are you in one sentence? question. The question is, what, what is the Holy Spirit inviting you into? What's the Holy Spirit inviting you into? And this, is, this one might even look like you just closing your eyes and, and asking the Holy Spirit, what are you inviting me into in this time and place and space? Hey, I hope this exercise proved to be helpful to you. And as you go about your week, I just encourage you to continue to reflect upon the 
answers and the things that the Holy Spirit might have revealed to you. Also this week, uh, we encouraged everyone to take a little bit of a break, a break from Facebook, a break from the news, and just to spend some time uh, reflecting personally, soul reflection, and just getting back to God and seeing what God has to say to you personally and to us as a community faith in the midst of the chaos. So God bless you. Hope you have a great week, and uh, we look forward to being with you again. Thanks.